let's turn to John chapter 21. Now, let's read from verses um, 15 um, all the way to 17. 15 to 17. Um, 1, 2, reading. So, when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved, because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. May God bless the reading of his word. Let us turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for seeing us through yet another week um, of holidays, of things that we need to do at home. And Lord, we do ask that you be in our midst now to teach us from your word, Lord, what our Saviour desires, and may we have obedient hearts. And Father, we pray that you cleanse us and wash us of all our sins. And be in our midst to teach us. We pray for every group again that you'll be with um, them in thy house to feed your sheep tonight. Be with us, we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we do not want to rush off from this very um, important passage at the end of the book of John. Now, this would be the last um, days of the Lord Jesus on earth, correct? So, before he left the earth, um, he would want to make sure that he set in place things that are very important. So, what he says, what he plans for, must be very crucial, correct? So, he's leaving, and he told the disciples already. And now, at this point, there are many lessons to learn about the Lord Jesus' conversation with Simon Peter. Now, um, we already studied one of the key reasons we see from here. We believe why the Lord said three times to Simon Peter, um, Do you love me? And whenever he answers, he says, feed my sheep, is to what? Is to restore Peter, correct? Rest Peter denied the Lord how many times, Chloe? Three times. And three times the Lord asked him. And every time he said, feed my sheep, those around him. I believe the people heard all this because they were having what? Milim, uh, what were they having at this time? They were sitting around and? Having? Having food, fish. And bread, right? So they were eating kind of breakfast. So they're sitting around. So they would hear. So the disciples around would know. They know that Pete, they knew that Peter denied the Lord three times. And now they saw the Lord three times saying, Feed my sheep means Peter is restored. Right? Peter is restored and he will serve with them. So that is what we've learned. Now, tonight we want to learn more about this. Now, but before that, in question one, I want to do a quick revision so that we don't forget, um, and it's linked to this lesson. Now, why does our Lord Jesus tell Peter, question number one, that if he loved him, then he should feed his sheep? Who remembers? Why does God want Peter to feed his sheep? Now, Peter, if you love me, why don't he say, Peter, you want to serve me? Peter, you want to serve me? Peter, you want to serve me? 
Then feed my sheep. You want to serve me? Okay, I'll tell you what I give you to do. Go feed my sheep. Instead of saying, Peter, do you want to serve me? He said, Peter, do you love me? Why? Why does it show that Pete... Why did Christ say, if you love me, feed my sheep? Why? Look here, look here. Why? Why? Anyone remember? Cornelius, do you remember? No. That was the most important lesson at the last lesson. Not an easy lesson, but I hope... Uh, all right. What about Caleb? Do you remember? Not really. Anna? So that what? So that we come to love him. Very good. Now, the Lord Jesus tells Peter. Tells Peter. Now, this Peter. Peter, do you, do you love me? Okay, do you hug me? Right? Do you love me? Do you love me? And he says yes. And every time he says yes, then you go. It's very light, right? Alright, Peter, do you love me? If you love me, then feed my sheep. Then Anna remembers that the reason why. Instead of saying, Peter, do you want to serve me? Go feed my sheep. And Anna remembers the reason why is so that, so that what? So that we will love him. Alright, who will love him? We. So that we will love him. So that we will also love Christ. Now, why? Do you remember? Okay, the, the ones in uni. Shenry, do you remember why? If we love Christ, then we naturally want others also to love Him. What has it to do with feeding? Next. Um, oh, you brought your answers. <laughs> oh, no, okay. So the question is, so you learn the new, you learn, you learn Ignatius already, yeah? After so long. Peter, God, Christ asked Peter, right? Christ asked Peter, do you love me? Every time I say yes, go feed my sheep. Now, if God wanted Peter to feed his sheep, why don't he just say, Peter, do you want to serve me? Yes, you want to serve me? Go feed my sheep. But he say, if you love me. Why, why does he say, if you really love me, go feed my sheep? Okay, so if Peter, alright, this is Peter. If Peter really loves the Lord Jesus, then? He will want other people to know Jesus as well. And how would, other knowing, how would other people knowing Jesus would make them love Jesus? They would know what he's like. Alright, very good. So I hope you'll remember. This passage is very important. Every time you come across this passage, you think about this passage, you do your devotion. Why does Christ say, Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep? It's because the only way... Now, if you really love someone, you would also want others to love him, correct? If you really love someone, you say, I want you to also love my best friend. Hmm? You want people to know him. Now, so Christ said, now, if you really love me, then you would also want others to love me, correct? And, in, and the way to do that is to feed them. 
Feed them means to make them know me as well. Can you love someone without knowing someone? Um, Alright, next person. Uh, Veronica, would you love someone very much if you hardly know the person? No, right? Only if you know the person well. So it says feed them, feed them. The more you feed my sheep, these are the sheep. The more you feed my sheep, the more they know me, they will love me more and more. In other words, they know me better. Alright, like, like I say, they know me better. So this is the reason why Christ did not say, Peter, you want to serve me? Okay, you, you're afraid that you're no longer part of the apostles' band, right? Alright, so Peter, don't worry. I give you something to do. No, he did not say that. You love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. So, the proof of our love is always that we want people to know our Savior. Are you ashamed of your Savior? If you're ashamed of your Savior, you cannot say that you love your Savior. Alright? So, you will want others to know Him. So, that is um, the background. So, what, is, what must be the aim of those who feed? I, I ask. So, now, what must be Peter's aim? What must his be, be his aim whenever he serves God? Uh, next, Elim. What must Peter's aim? You know aim? His purpose. What must his purpose be whenever he feeds God's sheep? What must his purpose be? To make others love God. Very good. To make others love Christ. To make others love Christ. Why is this important? We answer that um, later. We answer that in question two. Now, so the third part of this question is, the revision is, what must be your aim for wanting to be fed? Anna, why do you want to come to Bible study? Why do you want to do your devotion? Why do you want to study FABC courses? Why? So that we can know Him and therefore love Him. Very good. Alright, so the Christian must be very clear in your mind. Huh? Um, Jennifer, why do you do your devotion? To know and love Christ. So every time you open your Bible and read your Bible, alright, so I ask the next person, Caleb, every time you open the Bible, every time you come for Bible study, what is the thing that you want to learn most? About God. About God, remember that. Okay, um, maybe I'll ask the older one, alright? Uh, why do you study God's... Why do you want to study God's Word, Ignatius? Why? Or maybe i ask the other way. From what you know of many Christians, maybe the adults and the elderly especially, they say, oh, I want to know God, I want to know the Bible. Usually, why do they want to know it? So then... Why do you think they want to know more of Him? Then they want to. But do you really think that many, many Christians really want to read the Bible because they want to know God and love Him? Okay. To seek His will. Okay, maybe you're quite a new Christian. We have not met many Christians before. Um, uh, Ichung, what do you think? So that they can... Yes, very often people read the Bible to find answers to life. Huh? Do you know what's the meaning of find answers to life? Justin, what's the meaning of finding answers to life? Too young to understand that. Uh, 
to Justin. <laughs> All right, the the Justin in black. Glass. You really don't get the question. Okay. Why do you think? Um, what does it mean? People say, I want to read the Bible because I want to find um, answers to the problems in my life. What do you think they are saying? Uh, what's the purpose of life? What's the purpose of life? Okay, the other just, what do you think people do that? Say that? What do you think they mean? Hungry for meaning in their life. Okay, so both Justin say the same thing. They're finding meaning. Similar thing, alright? Finding meaning in life. So they want to find meaning in life. That's not, that's not the wrong thing. I want to find what's the meaning of life. Life has no meaning, right? So they want to find a purpose, a meaning in life. Um, what is the danger of that? Alright, so I come over to Enoch. Okay, too difficult. I'll, I'll, look, I'll ask you another question after. Elaine, what, what, what is the problem when people say, I want to read the Bible because I want to find meaning in life. I want to find answers to my problems in life. What's the problem with that? They don't know anything about Jesus. And the Bible is about Jesus. Um, yes. And... Okay, yeah. What, what else is wrong? Julia, what else is wrong with that concept? Because it's, it's very self-serving. Alright, it becomes self-serving. So you, you don't know, you're, you're not, in, not interested in Christ. Not interested in Christ. It's self-serving. Alright, self-serving. What else? Uh, Kenny? I want to know the purpose of being alive in this world. Maybe after death, where to go? So, what, why do you, why do you um, alive in this world, and what, what's the purpose, purpose of life? So, they want to find purpose of life. Cool. Why do I want to live? Why do I want to live on this earth? Okay. All right, Joshua, last one. What's the problem when we read the Bible and all that, and it's, it's all for this? So end up is about our own achievements, how to achieve more for myself, um, um, and it's self-worship. I think that is the problem, alright? It's at the end of the day, self-worship. When you say, I want to know things so that, oh yeah, you know, my family has a lot of problems. I think I want to go and read the Bible now because I hope I find some answers in the Bible. Or, you know, I know I, I'm always very worried about things. So I want to learn how to be not such a worry what, always worry about things, that kind of thing. Or now I have, I've, uh, I'm going to work. Wow, I need to know how to, how to work well so that I will do well at work. So at the end of the day, I want peace, huh? I want success. Uh, I want, what else? I don't know, peace, success, um, uh, ach achievements. Say again? What else? Happiness. Happiness, very good. Happiness, right? Happiness. That's why we have songs like, happiness is... <laughs> oh, it's all the same thing. At the end of the day, is this about God? Where in here is about God? It's all about this, right? It's all about self. So, what I'm trying to impress on all of you is this. When Christ say, 
Peter, if you love me, teach other people about me so that they have this? No. So that they have this? No. So that they will also love me. Understand? Once you understand that, then what's the meaning of feeding? Feeding means eat, right? Means feed on God's word. Then you understand the purpose of reading the Bible. The, the purpose of reading the Bible um, is, is for that we may know God and love God. Can Phoebe? So tonight, one very important lesson, Phoebe, when you go back, is why does Phoebe want to read the Bible? So that you will know God and you will love God, right? Okay, so that is why we read. So when you do your devotion, if that's the purpose, does your parents need to say, um, who's next? Uh? Ah, Enoch. Enoch, have you done your devotion today? Have you read your Bible today? Will your parents... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, if, Enoch, if Enoch want to love, want to love Jesus, if Enoch want to love Jesus, what's the best way? The best way for Enoch to love Jesus is the more Enoch knows Jesus, the more you will love Jesus, correct? Then how do you know Jesus? Through what? Huh? I miss it. Through Christ. How do you know Christ? How would you know Christ more? Through what? By reading the Bible, right? So if Enoch wants to love Jesus, does Enoch need your parents to say, Enoch, go read your Bible. Enoch, go read your Bible. Don't need because you naturally love it. You like a computer game? Do you need to your parents, go play your computer game? Huh? You don't need. You, your parents will say, stop it because you love your computer game, right? So if you want to love Christ, uh, the reason why you read the Bible, the reason why you want to be fed, the reason why you come for Bible study, Jennifer, the reason why you come for Bible study is to know more about Christ. Why do you want to know more, more about Christ? That you may love Him. Okay, so when you listen to this conversation, Please know what it is all about. Everyone, the eyes still very glazed. <laughs> right. So the Lord asked three times, huh? and Peter answered three times, and then the Lord gave him three times the same answer, go feed my sheep. The purpose is that others may know him and love him. Okay? That's why I said, Peter, do you love me? Okay, so now with that reminder, we, we move on. Now, question number two. Question number two. Is the test... Of uh, before before that, I clarify. I clarify. Huh? Does the Bible give us answers to problems in life? It does. All right. So maybe you're always quarreling at home. Does the Bible give you answers to that? It does. It tells you how to control your temper. It tells you what's wrong with a bad temper. All that. Correct. But let me ask. Wait. I come back here. Chloe. Chloe. Um, when, when, say you have a lot of, maybe you have a bad temper, alright? Then you say, I, I want to read the Bible to find out how to control my temper. Now, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to control your temper? Not sure yet, too young, alright? Next. Why do you want to read the Bible to find out, how should I control my temper? Why do you want to do that? Because it reflects your testimony. 
In your testament, it's not good. It's alright, right? Is it alright? Is it alright to have a bad testimony? Why? Because, because everybody say no. I should not have a bad testimony. Why? It shames Christ. When you have a bad temper, it will shame Christ, correct? Hey, Christians are like that. So bad tempered. Or you always lie, you always lie, and then well, Christians are like that. So if you have a bad temper and you read the Bible, it is not you read the Bible, ooh, a butterfly. You read the Bible, you read the Bible because is it because I want peace at home? I always crawling, always very short tempered. Okay, I read the Bible so that sorry, uh, you can't see. Eh? I read the Bible so that I don't lose my temper, so that I have peace at home. It is not that. Remember, God's solution will give you peace, but that is not the purpose why we read the Bible. Now, why do you want to find? Why do you want to be fed? Why do you want to find solution to your problems in life? Why do you find, want to find solution to problems in life? Justin, why do you want to find prob- solution to problems in your life? Uh, the Justin in red. <laughs> to make it easier. Say again? To make life more. Yes, so very often we want to find solution to problems in life because you want life to be easier. Uh, another one. Life to be easier, right? But today you learn it is not about that alone. Alright? So what did you learn? Well, I want to know answers to problems in life not simply because I want life to be easier but because I want to know how to live my life in a way that will glorify God okay so I ask again if you have yeah if if you um, yeah so whatever problems you're trying to find from solution to Bible, to problems you want to find from the Bible is not to it's not about that you will have a better life but that I will live a better life so that I will glorify God. Okay? So always that. Alright? It's always that. So we must not lose bearing. God says, Peter, feed my sheep so that they will love me. Okay? Now, next. So is the test of Peter, question number two, is the test of Peter's love for Christ found in just serving him? So is, is God saying this? Okay, listen carefully, yeah? You know? Is God saying, Peter, if you love me, go and be very busy. Go and feed my sheep. Because feeding sheep is not an easy work. Alright? It's tough work. So when, when Peter was told by Christ, okay, it's a bit like that. Huh? Um, okay, Veronica, mommy says, if you love me, go and pack your bed and then uh, clean the kitchen and then mop the floor and wash the toilet and do a lot of things. Alright? So, um, is, is God saying that? Peter, is Christ telling Peter, alright, this is Christ, this is Christ, this is Peter. Alright? Is Christ telling Peter, Peter, if you love me, well, prove your love. Go and do something very difficult for me. And that is called feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep is a difficult task. Alright? It's a difficult task. Is God saying that to Peter? Now, how difficult will it be? I ask you. Um, I see whether you remember. Huh? How difficult will feeding 
Uh, not very smart. So when I ask the question, I'll look at Bible. All right, look at Bible. How difficult is the task going to be for Peter? How difficult? Uh, okay, now is Ilim next. How difficult? How, okay, you, I know you're going to say very difficult. Difficult to what point? Look at the Bible. Hey, how come your Bible is... Oh, okay, your Bible is there. How difficult? How difficult will it be? Okay, while well, Elim is thinking, Anna, do you have the answer? No. Uh, Jennifer? No. Okay. Um, Caleb? How difficult? Don't look at me. I always say, don't look at me. Look at the Bible. Look at the passage. You look at me, you won't find the answer. How difficult? Cornelius? How do you know that it will cause him persecution? How do you know that? Okay, Elim want to try. How do you know that? Which, which part? No, not at the end of 25. How difficult? Why would that be difficult? No, it's how difficult. Okay, so Cornelius got it right. Cornelius, why do you say? that he will be persecuted. Because we read, let's read verse 18. Now, after the third time in verse 17, let's read verse 18 together. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thine hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. So here God is talking about Peter will be Peter will have a very difficult life. In fact, they will force him. They will persecute him. They will capture him. They will force him. And they will actually crucify him. Right? So how difficult is this task of feeding my sheep? Christ gave him a picture of what will happen to him. Because of feeding his sheep, Peter will, be, will die a very difficult death. All right? They will capture him when he's old. All right? So it's, they will force him um, to do what he don't want to do. They will kill him. Alright, so that is very difficult. So now my question, question number two is, is God saying, Peter, if you love me, go and do something very difficult for me? Understand the question now? Right? Because some say, wow, wow, go and suffer for him. So the test of loving Christ, question number two, is serving him. Is it true? Okay, this one I have to ask adult, more difficult. Uh, wait, come back here. Uh, Shenrei, is, is the test of love for Christ just in serving Him? Remember, I used the word just, huh? <laughs> just serving Him. Very good, you can serve Him without love. Hmm? Now, Christ is not saying, Peter, if you love me, go do many difficult things for me. But our willingness to do difficult for, things for Him shows that we love Him, alright? But remember, God is not saying love is already rather um, all the Christian needs to do is be very busy serving Him. So I, I, I ask the next part. What must be the aim of all your service in church? Oh, you put out your hand. Yes. <laughs> you got no choice. Put out your hand. Why, is it, why do you want to serve God, Chloe? Why do you want to serve God? Why do you want to serve mommy? Because? Because you love her. 
So the answer is very simple, right? Why do you want to serve Christ? Because I love Christ. Okay? So very simple. Very simple. Now, so now you think very carefully. Yeah? I'm going to ask you this. Um, if you love Christ, you will want to serve Him, correct? And when you serve Him, how do you show your love to Him? From the context of this passage, what do you think? Alright, back to, back to um, um, you. How do you love Him? You say, Christ, I love you, so I serve you. When you're serving Him, how can you fulfill what Christ asked Peter to do, that others will love Him also? Your service must be about? Okay, maybe it's difficult to explain. Huh? Now, God told Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep so that others will also love me. My sheep will love me also, correct? So now, you replace yourself with Peter. Here is Christ. Here is you. Alright? Here is you. Now I say, um, if you love me, then go and do this. So go and do, do something. Alright? Not ask you to be a pastor. Alright? So woman can be, but go and do something. When you're doing this thing, what should be on your mind? Very good. That others may be what? Others may be edified. What does others may be edified mean? When someone is edified means? Because you can just want to edify others, no? What's the purpose of edifying anyone? Okay, you want to build up others. The word edify means build up. You want to build up others spiritually. Why do you want to build up others spiritually? Justin, why do you want to do anything to help another Christian? Justin in red. Why do you want to do anything to help other Christians? Because God said so. Why did God say so from the case of Peter? You know, so Christ said, if you love me, Peter, go feed my sheep. Why does God want Peter to feed his sheep? So that his sheep will? Will grow. Grow to what? Grow to know Christ, right? When they know Christ, they will? They will love him. So why did, Peter, why did Christ ask Peter to feed his sheep? So that his sheep will know him also and will love him. So why do you, right, Brenda? Now, why do you want to do anything to help another Christian to build them up? Build them up to do what? Build them up to be? Very good. Build them up means to know Christ and to love Christ. I keep repeating this tonight, but somehow it's not getting through very clearly. It must be very clear in your mind as a Christian. Serving God is not just to be busy and do a lot of things. I've done a lot of things. I go back, I've done a lot of things. I must love Christ. Is it true? Now, when we do not do things, okay, now is the main thing. Once, I hope you understand that now. Huh? When you do not do things for the purpose of making others know Christ and love Christ, what would happen? All right, next. What would happen? 
your service won't be used by God, okay, how would you serve Him? Alright, you serve Him carelessly, oh, but the main thing I want to focus is what you say. You will make others what? Right, you serve for praises, you serve for recognition, you serve for, in other words, it goes back to self. Understand that. Okay, must remember that. Why I take some time to explain this? Okay, uh, so I'm answering question num number two. Ex what must be the aim of all your service in church? The aim of all your service in church, write down the answer, is that I will help others know Christ and love Christ. Why are you not writing the answer? Question number two. Alright, question number two. The reason why you do anything is that others may know Christ and serve Christ. That's why Christ said, if you love me, feed my sheep. Okay. Uh, Jennifer, alright? Understand? So now, we come back here. Huh? We come back here. Can you give me an example? Alright, now to Elaine. All right? Can you give me an example where if we don't do things so that for the purpose that others may focus their mind on Christ, know Him better, and then they will love Him, we will end up doing things for self-recognition, self-praise, and all that. Give an example of how that can happen in church, for example. Serving as a musician. Serving as a musician, how? Right? You can play very extravagantly to show your skill and people end up not thinking about the words but in their mind they are Wow! This pianist can play so well. Wow! This pianist has such creative way of playing. Correct? Alright? So that is a very good example. So when we are not absolutely clear in our hearts If you love me, make my sheep know me yeah? Then we will draw attention to self. Understand that? It will draw attention to self. So this principle that we read in this chapter is very important. If you love me, you will want others to know me and love me. Okay? So, other examples, Ichung, other examples where we are not clear of this very important principle, how will we serve? Um, you would serve grudgingly if uh, if you didn't receive Alright, so good example If well, no one seemed to appreciate Wash toilet ah. Wash toilet, no one will praise me right? No one knows Then I can't be bored I don't have to do all these things Alright um, What else? By the way, can you wash, wash Does washing toilet make people know Christ better? Yes ah. Alright, how? Um, or more so that um, it, it gives honour to God that his house of worship is, uh, I mean, if it's clean, church toilet, for instance. Alright, so the church, if the church, is, is, church toilet is clean, unbelievers come, at least they say, well, Christians are quite, well, very hardworking people, huh? they make sure things are very well maintained and all that. Yes, it, it doesn't put Christ to shame. How else? How else do you think? If the toilet is very dirty, and then people say, wow, the toilet is very dirty. I need to go to the toilet, but it's so dirty, I don't want to go. Then throughout the message, they can't pay attention to God. And then they just keep thinking of, 
I, mean, I need to go to the toilet, but I don't want to go. All sorts of problems, right? Actually, everything that we do can help. Now, some of the physical things are providing a good environment for people to worship, right? That is very important. Now, imagine you come today and then all sorts of rubbish on the floor, cake on the floor and everything. Can you concentrate? You sit there, it's like, next thing, a cockroach running around, right? So I'm obsessed with the church cleanliness. Why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with cleanliness. No, because once cockroaches come, we have problem in church and people will get very, very um, distracted. Understand that? All right? So everything we do, we think, how will this help people worship God better without distraction, right? So piano playing is one thing without distraction. How else? Yes, yeah, so for example, um, ask Yi Chung to chair. Yi Chung said, hey, I chair to all these little kids. What's the value? None of them even appreciate my art of speaking. <laughs> huh? It's a waste of time. I only want to chair for the adults. Right? So once we serve, not because we want people to know Christ. Right? Yi Chung will come, well, the young ones, I really want you to know Christ. I work very hard to choose the right hymn so that when you sing, you will know Christ. Right? It doesn't mean, well, young people, anyhow, cheers one hymn, turn up, then I choose on the, on the spot. But at home, prepare and thinking of you, how can you know Christ? Right? Then choose the hymn very carefully. Right? So everything that we do, when we understand that principle, we will serve correctly. Give me one or a few more examples. Because I want to stick at this, it's very important for us to realize, if you love me, make my sheep love me. Okay, how else? Um, wait. Back to... Hey, Joshua, how else? What are the examples? We will become competitive, right? We become competitive. What example? Okay, example is, um, wow, so and so can teach, can teach Sunday school better than me. Hmm? And then you get very jealous. And then the church said, oh, we have enough Sunday school teachers already. We don't need you, but we will choose the other one who can teach very well. What will happen to you? You get what? You get jealous, right? You get jealous. You know it's competitive? You get jealous. Hmm, I also want to teach. Not because, instead, if, i put it that way, if you are serving simply because you want people to know Christ, how would you respond, Joshua? And if someone tells you, no, you, uh, we don't need to teach. Someone can teach better. So that person is teaching. We have enough Sunday school teacher. How would you think? Right? So as long as whoever feed the sheep, whoever it is, it is me or it is someone else. It is me or it is someone else. All that matters is what? All right, come back to here. Well, that one very smart. Go toilet. Go before the session, right? You're adult. Okay, so now, Ignatius, now that you're comfortable, now we talk about washing toilet, then you're going to go. You went to wash, ah? All right, Ignatius, now, if you serve simply because of the right reason, what's the right reason, Ignatius? So that uh, the service So that your service will? Okay. So that your service are the built people. Why do you want others to be built up? Okay, no Christ and love him more. I purposely leave it up here 
So you say and say and say until you dawn on you, right? Now, so you so that now if if you are a Sunday school teacher and then we say, hey, Ignatius, we don't need you already because you got enough Sunday school teacher and you know ah, uh, each one can teach the children better than you and they learn more more than more from him than from you, right? So Ignatius, we don't need you to be a Sunday school teacher. How would you think? Okay, why okay? Why okay? Because some people, okay, wow, good, uh, I'm relaxed now. Why okay? Because as in, uh, if the session members determine that someone is better qualified, then it's appropriate that we have to step up. Okay, so session members say it's more appropriate. That's all you care. Okay, session members say it's more appropriate. That's all I care. I mean, since it's like more like, qualified and stuff. Okay, it's more qualified. Now, what is more qualified? Why would you not be jealous? Is it because session say so? Uh, why would I not be jealous, why? jealous. Why would you not be jealous of the other person? Simply because session say so? Because um, it's either it's either it's either true game or true me that the, that the children get edified and is the end result that matters. Okay. What's the end matter? A, a, end result? Okay. <laughs> is this the end result to build them up? <laughs> okay, how come cannot get the answer? Okay, I try again. Ah. Okay, so what's the purpose? <laughs> okay, no need the answer tonight. Tonight, very specific one lesson. <laughs> so, tonight, very specific one lesson. As long as the sheep down here, as long as the sheep down here would be fed in a way and they will know Christ, the person who teaches best. They will know Christ and they will love Him more, obey Him more. It does not matter who does it. This is what we are focused on. Ten, alright? So will there be jealousy among pianists? No. Whoever will help people to worship God better, let her play, let him play. Right? That is how we will function. Understand that? That is very important. Very, very important. Alright? Now, because at the end, we don't have time this round. And then Peter is going to say, hey, what happened to John? Ah? Like you, you read, you read. You read in John chapter. John. Hey, what happened to my John 21, right? So, what did Peter ask? Verse 20, can we read together? Then, Peter turning about, said the disciple, whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrayed thee? Verse 21, read. Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? <laughs> right? Hey, that one how? Ah? This one how? Ah? Right? So Peter was beginning to wonder. Right? We come to that the next week when we come back, God willing. Alright, so today can we be very clear? When we read this passage, when we read this passage, alright, that is what? But now, that is very specific to Peter, okay, very specific to Peter. Um, question number three, what does the word feed entail? What does the word feed? Sorry, I shouldn't use entail. Your thing is about fishes or what with a tail. Uh, what entail means, uh, what does feed Includes, all right. What does free um, include? Talk about, okay. What does free talk about? Now we come specifically to Peter, all right. We come specifically to Peter. 
Okay, I'll leave this one up, alright? Ignatius? I'll leave this one up there. Huh? Now it's specific to Peter. But the principle, all of us, we serve God because we want people to know God and to love Him. So it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if you're not chosen. I want to teach you when you're young, does it matter if someone else gets chosen and not you? Elim, does it matter? What matters most? As long as... As long as... As long as... Others will grow and love Him. Why are you so shy? That's the correct answer. As long as others will grow and love Christ, that is all that matters in church. Understand that. In everything that you do, don't look at yourself, why always that person? Why, why, why? As long as people know Christ and will love Him, the best person to do it. Okay? Of course you think, I am the best. <laughs> I am the best. You may think that. Alright? Um, but that is proud thinking. Okay? Maybe that's why God don't use you. Because He said, I am the best. I am the best. God knows. Alright? God knows. Okay, cold. Huh? So now we come specifically to Peter. Huh? Come specifically to Peter. Yeah, I really hope you understand this conversation. Now specifically to Peter. Peter says, feed. Hey, God says, feed my sheep. Alright, feed my sheep. Now, from these two words, we want to learn um, lessons tonight. Feed. Now, this word feed entails um, several things. Um, this word feed comes from the word shepherding. Alright, it has the word shepherd in there. Okay? Alright, so um, Phoebe, when Jesus said feed my sheep, alright, he said feed my sheep. This word feed comes from the word shepherd. Shepherd. Okay, shepherd. Now, um, typically they use this word for shepherd, but I want you to know how many times did you say feed my sheep? Uh, Justin in black and white. Three times. Now, not all three times the Lord Jesus used the same word. Alright, verse 15 and 17. 15 and 17 and 16 is different. Okay. Um, now, 15 and 17 has to do with um, um, see to them. Tend to them. You know, see to them. Alright, 15 and 17 is like tend. See to them. Look after them. Alright? So like your, your mother is going out. Alright? Mother is going out. Then mother says, Anna, see to Job, see to Enoch. What does mother mean? Guard him. Understand? So 15 and 16 has to do more tend to them. Okay? Tend to them. Um, oh, sorry, 15 and 17. Now, 16, alright, 16 has to do with more lead them to pasture. Lead them to the right fields. Lead them to the right fields. So one is control them, care for them. The other one is bring them to places where they get fed. In other words, feed them, alright? Isn't this very much a shepherd's role, right? What's the shepherd's role? Guard them, look after them, don't let them get into trouble. That's one. 
The other one, make sure that they get fed. Right? Make sure they get fed with good grass and clean waters. Okay, Enoch, what does sheep need every day? Food, right? Food, you're right. So they need food. So one of the role is to make sure that they are fed. Sheep, last time we learned, they are very naughty, correct? Sheep are very curious creatures. Do you remember the last time we learned? One of, his, one of the sheep characteristics is they are very curious. And when they are very curious, what happens to them? Ignatius, what happens to curious animals? They die. Why would curious animals die? Curiosity kill what? The cat. <laughs> curiosity kill the cat, that's the saying. So curiosity kill the sheep also. They're very curious. Hey, that one, that hole there, very interesting. Huh? They go there, oh, the hole, the hole, Boop, go inside. Right? I think I can walk at the edge. Wow, let me see. Let me see among other sheep. Can I walk along the edge and not fall off? Fall off. Right? And then when, it, when they are together, they'll be very curious. They say, ah, see if they can jump up. They jump up rocks and then they fall down and they break their legs. So because of the curiosity, they always get into trouble. Another shepherd must always discipline them, control them. You know, one of the things that the shepherd do, do you remember at church camp I mentioned? Sometimes some sheep are very curious. They're the black sheep. Hmm? Always end up getting in trouble, right? The black sheep. You know, black sheep means they're the one that always get in trouble. And if this sheep always wander and always get out the edge and always stuck there, so when they're stuck at the edge, huh? when they're stuck at the mountain edge, so it's a mountain edge, then they're very curious, they like to climb, they like to jump, and then they're stuck here. Then they will cry, right? They'll cry. Then the shepherd will have to climb down and get it up. And then it happens again and again. What does the shepherd do? Anyone remembers? Anyone remembers? Jennifer, do you remember? No one listens at church camp also. Justin, do you remember? Very good. But this kind of thing you remember. <laughs> I want to do that. Sometimes they actually dislocate the, the sheep's leg. Does it sound very terrible? They dislocate the sheep leg. And sometimes here, if they keep struggling, they will dislocate the leg. Why? Why, does, why do they want to break the leg? I can't stand you. Let me see what I'm going to do. Break your leg. Is that why? Why? Okay, why do you think they break, like, break the leg, Anna? To prevent them from getting into more trouble. Don't do that to Enoch when mommy says, tend to Enoch, right? Right? To get them into trouble Because they always get into trouble And sheep, they, 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 some, they are sometimes like that And sometimes they do that So it's to discipline them, control them For their good, understand? So when Christ says, feed my sheep He used different words Giving the picture to Peter right? Control them Feed them Don't just keep controlling, don't feed All right? When mommy is out Enoch, don't do this. Enoch, don't do that. Enoch, don't do this. Enoch said, but I'm hungry. Enoch, don't do this. Don't do that. Enoch is hungry, then feed Enoch. <laughs> so that's both feeding and caring and protecting and disciplining. So these are the words that Christ used when he said, feed my sheep. Do you understand? Okay. Now, so these are shepherding words. That's why feed my sheep, they are shepherding words. Understand that? So Christ used shepherding words. Now, so next one, um, I ask you, what is the meaning of pastor? You always call pastor, pastor, pastor. 
not Italian food, ah. All right. Okay. So now come to Caleb. Caleb, what is pasta? Pasta, not not pizza. Remember, <laughs> pasta. What is the meaning of pasta? Say again. Not sure. Cornelius. Under shepherd. All right. Under shepherd. Now the word pasta in Greek is. Is the word shepherd. Shepherd. Right? In Greek, shepherd. That is the meaning of pastor. Alright? Um, shepherd. So, uh, okay. Why do, you call me, why do you call pastors on earth under shepherd? Because God, God takes care of us. Christ is what shepherd? Huh? The great shepherd, right? Christ is the good shepherd. Christ is the great shepherd. Christ is the good, great shepherd. And all pastors on earth are, are like, like Christ said, he's the great shepherd, right? Feed my sheep. So Peter is the under shepherd. He's just under Christ, serving under direction of Christ, obedience to Christ. So we are called under shepherd, right? Am I your shepherd? I'm your under shepherd, right? So when you say, whenever you call someone pastor, you call me pastor, you are saying that you are my under shepherd. You shepherd me, you tend, and you feed me. Understand that? Okay? You tend and you feed me. That is what it means. Okay, Ken? Understand when you, whenever you say shepherd, please don't look at me as, as someone with the long thing and then holding the stick. What it means is a spiritual shepherding. Okay? What pastor don't, don't dress like a shepherd? So it's the under shepherding. So very good. So all these words, you notice when Christ said, feed my sheep, he is using shepherding words. Okay, shepherding words. Now, next one. Now, where do you find, okay, what is the meaning of pastor? So when I got ordained, every time you call me pastor, my heart is very, very heavy. Why? All right, why? So Reverend Quack asked me after I got ordained. Now, I, first I got ordained as a what? As a reverend, correct? As a reverend. Then after that, after the church um, uh, uh, elects, then I become the pastor of the church, right? The reverend becomes a pastor of the church. And my heart gets very... When you call me reverend, my heart is very light. Okay? My heart is very light. When you call me pastor, my heart is very heavy. So when reverend Kirk asks me, you feel any difference? I say, reverend... Ordination for reverend is very different from now people call me pastor. Why do you think so? Because when you call me pastor, means I know I have this responsibility over you. You know the shepherd? The shepherd. If the sh if, okay, this shepherd comes and then the man says, please look after my sheep. All right? Then he says, okay, I'll look after your sheep. And the shepherd, every time a sheep um, is attacked or, or is taken away, stolen, or gets lost, the shepherd has a very heavy responsibility. Do you know that? He feels very terrible. That's why, remember, David was a shepherd boy before he was a king. Remember? What did David do when certain animals took hold of a sheep? Do you remember? Enoch. What did David do? What animals took the sheep? A what? 
Huh? A lion and a? A lion and a bear. Good. The lion and a bear took a sheep. David said, whoa, lion and bear. Uh, pretend I don't know. And they walk away. Right? The shepherd has a very heavy responsibility. The shepherd will go after and rescue the sheep. Whatever it cost him. Understand that? So the shepherds know whenever they see the sheep, wow, this is my flock that I need to look after. They get very heavy in their heart because they have great responsibility. Understand that? Okay? So, now we learn further. Now, what is the role of the pastor? So, Christ used these terms, right? Now we're going to learn something. Huh? So, now Christ say, did Christ tell me to feed you all? I'm on the shepherd. So, now, I want you to understand church. I want you to understand church. So, here is Christ. When Christ called your pastor, alright, I'm your pastor now, maybe one day when you grow up, I'm dead, and you have another pastor, alright? So, Christ calls pastors, and make them under shepherds, alright? So now it's me, okay, now it's me. Then, Christ say, feed my sheep, alright? Joseph, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Now, then we learn that this word feed. So whenever I hear this word feed, my sheep, two things come to my mind. We say the words used was tend and, and, um, and food, right? Bring to pasture, right? Tend, tending to them and provide food. Where do you find these roles in the Bible? Where do you find these roles made clear in the Bible? Now, turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Are we there? Alright, 1, 2... Um, Ephesians 4.11 1 to reading And he gave to some apostles And some prophets And some evangelists And some pastors and teachers Now here God says I give this um, to the church One of them is pastors and teachers Alright So we know that God gives pastors to the church You have to know that okay, By the way before I go further Do you ever wonder why am I talking about pastors? Why? Because of this scene, right? This scene. Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. Alright? So you are in church, correct? You are sheep, correct? You are sheep. You are sheep, and then you are in this church. God called me to this church, then I'm under shepherd of this church. So why I'm talking about pastors now is to help you understand the relationship between you and the church pastor. Understand that? You must understand when Christ, Christ said, Peter, three times I tell you, feed my sheep, means it is very important for the church. Do you understand that? When Christ said, feed my sheep, Christ is not simply just restoring Peter. We learn all the while Christ was, number one, restoring Peter, right? Restoring him. Restoring him for what? For this very purpose of feeding his sheep. Right? And it's for today's church. So this is not a scene that happened that, oh, we're so happy for Peter. Peter got restored. Understand that? This is a scene for today's church. So when you go to church, you must understand 
what a pastor is and what is a sheep. Then you know how to live your Christian life. Elim, can I understand now why I'm talking about this? You need to understand, you know, why we're talking about this. Because this scene is meant for the generations down the road when Christ says, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep, feed my sheep is now setting what church is going to be. Can? Alright? So, now let's move. Now, Ephesians chapter 4. Now, let me ask you, look at, stare at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Stare at it. Alright? Stare at it. Do you notice something interesting? I give you the hint. Some. 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 Chloe, you spot? Can you spot a unique thing? Some. No. Okay. Uh, Ignatius, can you spot something interesting from the word some? After exam. (laughs) Some, uh, yeah, I know. Some means a few. Some. Some. Okay, Jennifer. You all like to spot the difference, right? Okay, can you spot the difference here? Well, Ilim say yes. What's the difference, Ilim? Very good. Before teachers, you notice before teachers, it did not have the word some. Every word, look at it. Verse 11. We say children, spot the difference. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, is it, and some teachers? No, some pastors and teachers. So the sum for pastors and teachers, it is together. Understand? Pastors and teachers is under this sum. It's one. Alright? So when God refers to the pastor, He ties it with teacher. Be very clear. So the pastor's role is to teach. It's a known role. It is a role that no pastor can ever say, I'm not interested in teaching. Or I can't teach, but I want to be a pastor. So this is one and same person. Understand that? Listen carefully, because after I'm going to ask you some things about church. This is the same person. Remember about food? One of his roles is food, right? Feed. That's why teaching is feeding food. Understand that? Teaching you is feeding you. Anna, how do I feed you as an under-shepherd? Teaching. Okay, teaching. Now, what about tending? What about tending? Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Now, shall we read together? Now, he's now talking about those that God put over the church. People that God put over the church. Alright, chapter 13, verse 7, 1, 2, reading. Remember them which have rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. What is saying? Please remember them, pray for them, care for them. Remember them which have rule over you. Now, remember we said the word tend means what? Care for, 
control, take care of, right? Like I say, Anna, tend to your brother. So at that time, you have to, um, if he's naughty, you have to rule over him, correct? So that is the rule. Now, who are these ones that rule? You read again. If, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, uh, sorry, verse 5. Who are these people that have rule? Those are the ones, did I give that wrong? Verse, verse 7, sorry, verse 7. Who are these ones that rule? The ones who have spoken unto you the word of God. Right? The teachers, the pastor teacher, this person. So there is a ruling. Do pastors rule in the church? That is where we come up with the principle here. Okay, now you, you look further. It's emphasized further again in verse 17. Shall we read 17 together? Obey them. Let's read together. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they may give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for it is unprofitable for you. All right, Enoch, if, one, if, if your parents are out and they say they want um, your sister to look after you, then she is now to rule over you, right? And then you must submit yourself to your older sister, why? Because she watched for you. She watched for your soul. And then she must give account when daddy and mommy come back. If you fall down and break your leg, yeah? when you come back, daddy and mommy will say, Anna, what happened? Right? So she is to give an account and that she will do it with joy. So if you keep everything, your sister says you don't want to obey, then will she do it with joy? Will she look after you with joy? Yes. No, right? Right? So do you understand the principle? When God says God puts under shepherd to teach and to rule, then the sheep must submit, obey, because they watch over your soul. Understand the principle in church now. So when Christ told Peter, Peter, feed my sheep. Peter, we must know, Rather, we must know that God just defined what the under-shepherd and the sheep relationship is. I say again, huh? besides restoring Peter, when God says, feed my sheep, God just defined to the listener what is your relationship to the under-shepherd and what are the duties of the under-shepherd to the sheep. Both ways. So you must not read this scene. Maybe I put it the other way. I'm sure that many other things that Christ spoke with Peter and the disciples, right? In fact, um, only some were recorded. And of all the things, of all the things, now can we look at verse 25? Now look at verse 25. Let's read together. Uh, John chapter 21 verse 25. Let's turn back to John chapter 21. Okay, John 21, 25, reading. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which if they should be written, every one. I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Now, what it means is there was really so many other things that Christ talked about and, and, and spoke about, spoke about and did. But I say we did not record all. Telling you that this that are recorded is very important. Understand? So teachers say, please submit your homework. 
And I want you to write a, an essay of 100 words on what is a sheep. Okay? What is a sheep? Will you write about, um, I love chocolates uh, and I love to play badminton? You only have 100 words. The teacher has only 100 words. You will make sure that everything that you write is very important and related to the subject, correct? Now, so Christ, when he left the earth, and John said, you know, so many things, so many things I could have written, no? but I wrote the conversation between Christ and Peter. And of all the things that Christ and Peter talk about, I wrote about this conversation. Understand? Then telling us that, all right, okay, pay attention here. Then telling us that, is this conversation very important to the sheep? Sheep. Huh? Is this conversation very important to the sheep? God is saying there's so many conversations that I could write about the sheep, you know. But I made John write this one. Same. There's so many things I could, but I want to make sure that wrote this one. And so both shepherd, they wear long things, right? Okay, both shepherd, both shepherd and sheep. This conversation is very important because many things I could record, I recorded this one telling us this relationship is what is going to be from now onwards. Okay? Understand that. So this conversation, there is so much to learn from. Now, then having understood that, so please remember, these are the pastor's role. Rule, feed. Rule, feed. Rule, feed. Okay? That is what I have to do. Then I ask you this question. Uh... We, today, we just focus on shepherd, alright? We just focus on shepherd, okay? When you come back the next time, we focus on the sheep. Okay, so today you understand the shepherd first. Now, number five, question number five. Now, because of that, then we must be clear who, what are the roles in church when it comes to this? Because Christ defined this whole relationship. Now, how many kind of um, elders are there in a church? Do you know? Some of you know. Alright, our church at this point of time don't have any elders, but by and large, we must understand, huh? because it has to do with feeding. Okay, listen carefully. How old are you all? 10 over years old, right? 10 over years old, some 20 over years old. 10 over years old. Now, so this is BPCWA. Okay, this is BPCWA. So these are you all. Right, these are you all, and then there are some older ones. And then there are the older ones. Alright, these are you all. These are you all. And if God does not return anytime soon, then BPCWA, maybe then, by, by then, another church building also. Alright, grow. Alright, grow. And then you all, you all are going to grow up. You are going to grow up. And then there are going to be the Daniels and all that will replace you all. So, at this age, you all still need to understand what church is. This whole thing about shepherd and sheep. Understand? And one day you have to vote. Who can vote now? You can vote. You can vote. Alright? You all cannot vote. You know what is vote? Vote, huh? You can't vote yet. One day you have to vote. So you must understand the whole principles about shepherd, sheep, how to know that this is the right shepherd, and all that. Understand that, okay? Now, one of the things that you have to understand about about this word. Now, look at your question. This word, bishop. Alright, bishop. 
Have you heard of this word bishop? It's nothing to do with chickens, huh? Bishop? Bishop. Um, for example, you turn to First um, Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. So who is the shepherd? Who is the under-shepherd? 1 Timothy 3, 3, verse 2. Okay. Now, shall we... Uh, shall we read... Uh, Now, um, read verse 1 and... Just read verse 1. There is... Uh, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. Alright? Then the rest of the chapter is about the qualification of a bishop. Okay. So, alright. So, Ilim, what's a bishop? A bishop is a man who must have be blameless, husband of one wife. Alright, so it's very difficult. Now, this word bishop, the word in Greek simply means overseer. What's overseer? Someone that looks oversee the church. Can? Alright, so I try again. Huh? Enoch, what's a bishop? A bishop is an? What's an overseer? They oversee the church, okay, the law after the church. That's a bishop. Now, so what about pastor? We know this word exists, we read just now, right? Pastor. Then what about this word elder? Okay, we will see this word elder also in the church. Um, okay, if you turn to um, chapter 5, verse 17. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. Okay, I quoted those verses there for you. Now, shall we read together? One, two, reading. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Now, here we have the word elder. So you have all these terms in church. Who is the under-shepherd? Please stand up. <laughs> Which one? Who is the under-shepherd? Bishop? Or pastor? Oh, we know it's pastor, but is elder under-shepherd? What is it? What are the roles? What are the difference? Now, um, actually, anyone can tell me the difference? You look carefully, alright? First of all, we know who is the one that definitely must teach God's word? Must be the one who preach and teach God's word. So, should assuming we have an elder, all right, should he go up to the pulpit, schedule himself, go up to the pulpit and preach when we have a pastor? So the pastor is in church, but the elder say, I must preach. It's my turn to preach. I have to preach. I want to preach. All right, so as you grow up, you must understand church. Huh? Can, should he say that? So we have to understand. Now, definitely we know the Bible says some pastor teacher. Correct? So definitely the pastor must be the one. For example. Right? Must be the one. Not for example. For sure. What about the elder? What is an elder? Do we have elders now? We do not have. 
here, but we have, we, we seconded, means we are someone to come as part of our church elder, board of elder, that is who? Please tell me who. Who is it, Ilim? Who is our board of elder, seconded person? Jennifer, who? Very good. Reverend Paul Cheng from Bethel Church in Melbourne. All right. So he is a seconded elder. Now, what is the difference between elder and a pastor? Can you turn? So how many kinds? Anyone know? Yes. Two kinds. Very good. What are the two kinds? So we say elder, there are two kinds. Who, what are the two kinds? Tall and short, skinny and fat. Old and young. One is, one is ruling elder. So you write down, alright, how many? There are two kinds. One is ruling, one is teaching. Alright, how do you come up with that principle? It must be from the Bible. Which verse? See, very often we know, but so I hope today after that you're clear. Now let's turn to fish. Actually, you read the verse just now, right? Which verse? First Timothy. Not 3 5, but 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. Alright, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. Now let's read again. Reading, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Now, the elder mentioned here are two kinds. One is they that rule well, correct? So that's where we get ruling elders. And then they are the one that labor in word and doctrine, that teaches, correct? That teaches. Now, in the Bible, Paul says, Paul the apostle, he is the pastor of the churches, and he also says, I am an apostle and an elder also. So here we know that an elder is, the pastor is also an elder. The pastor is also an elder. Understand that? And the pastor is which elder? Ruling elder or teaching elder? Huh? Okay, try this side. Cornelius, is the pastor the ruling elder or the teaching elder? Okay, so Cornelius said teaching, alright? Cornelius said teaching, one. Who, who, who else said the pastor is... What else? Uh, Anna. Is the pastor the ruling elder or the teaching elder? Teaching. Teaching. Okay, who else? Justin is smiling a lot. Justin in black. Oh, both are. You're so greedy. Okay, both. One. What else? Why you say both, Justin? Question for? Question for? Uh, that the What's the word for feed? What's the word for feed? Two words. Tending. Very good. Tending, which is? Taking care of. And then the other one is? Feeding. Food, right? Tending, you say, remember, control. Right? So it has to do with rule. So the pastor has both roles. When, when God told, the, told Peter the under-shepherd, feed my sheep, he gave them two roles. Understand? That's why he used two different words, correct? 
used two different words. He gave him two roles. So the pastor is both. So you write down. There are two kinds of elders, ruling elder and teaching elder. And the pastor is both the ruling and the teaching elder. Both. Okay? That's why when, when, when the word some is used, it's used pastor and teacher. Understand that? So God is very precise in how he forms the church. And he uses his words very, very accurately. Now, but you look at 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 carefully. 1 Timothy 5, 17. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. Now it says that the elders that rule well. Now, so there are elders that are ruling elders, alright? In the church. There are elders that are ruling elders. And then there are elders that, especially they that labor in word and doctrine. So an elder that labors in word and doctrine is the pastor. So there's a separation. Now, so now you understand that. Okay? Now, what is the word bishop then? Now, bishop is used to simply refer to elders and pastors. Okay? The bishop is both the, refers to both elder and pastors. So the bishop, the elder and pastors both have overseer role. Overseer role. The bishop refers to who? Anna. Bishop refers to who? Say again. Overseer, very good. And the bishop, is it the pastor or the elder? Both. Alright, the bishop refers to both. So both elder and pastors have duties to oversee the church. That is why we are called, what system are we called? We are called, we are called what system? Monarchy system. No, Presbyterian system, right? What does the word Presbyterian mean? Presbyterian, what does the word Presbyterian mean? Uh, Chloe, I don't know. Uh, Kenny, what does the word Presbyterian mean? Ruled by the word Presbyterian means elders. We are Presbyterian church means we are ruled by elders. When we say we are ruled by elders, we are ruled by both. We are ruled by bishops, right? We are ruled by both elders, the ruling elder and the pastor. That's why it's, it's a board. It's a board. Understand that? So I hope you understand. Huh? So when Christ says all this, He is forming now what church will be and how things will be uh, from here on. Now, so now I ask you one question, right? See, see whether you understand. Now turn back to 1 Timothy 3, 2. And then we close. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. Alright, I try the young ones, alright? But this is difficult. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. Let's read together, reading. Uh, ah, let's read. A bishop must then be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good character, given to hospitality, apt to teach. Apt to teach. Okay, so, um, uh, Elim. Elim, also call you Emily. Still same, same alphabets, right? Elim. Elim. Uh, so let's let's write down. Huh? So the bishop, Anna, try again. Anna, bishops are who? Elder and elder and pastor. Elder and pastor. Alright? And we know that elders 
can be a pastor is an elder also, right? But the pastor is what kind of elder? He is the and uh, Jennifer is the what kind of elder? He is the some pastors and teaching, right? So the pastor is the teaching elder. Okay, you want to write this down? The pastor is the teaching elder, correct? Now, so the other elder is what kind of elder? Uh, Cornelius. Very good. Ruling elder, alright? So we have a teaching elder, we have a ruling elder. But bishop refers to both, correct? So now, the bishop must be apt to teach. Must be apt to teach. What's the mere apt to teach, Kiana? Not sure. Uh, okay, the, oh, right, you have a question. Quickly answer your question first. Your question is? Okay, so is a pastor and ruling and elder, past, is the pastor a ruling and teaching elder? The pastor is both. Because the word given to Peter is tend and feed, right? Tend has to do with rule. So the pastor is both. So thank you for very much. I think I, my mistake here is the teaching and ruling elder. Thank you for, for confirming that. All right, so you're right. I should have written it this way. Okay, so pastor is teaching and ruling elder. But here I'd say the bishop must be apt to teach. Apt to teach. What's the meaning of apt to teach? Um, must be able to teach. All right, so uh, uh, Anna, apt to teach. He must the aptitude to teach. <laughs> He's able to teach. Pastor must teach. If you go to any church or if anyone say, I want to be a pastor and then the person teaches but everybody get confused no one understand and that's a bad job can the person be a pastor he doesn't have a gift of pastor and teaching okay now so if the bishop must be apt to teach does it mean well definitely the pastor must be apt to teach does it mean the elder must be apt to teach think very carefully hmm Ah, now you're hands-free. So, Julia, what do you think? Must he definitely be apt to teach? Okay, so the bishop means a ruling elder must also be apt to teach. And your example is, he have, he have family, and then the qualification is the past, the, the elder, the bishop must, be able, must show that he can control his family, bring up his family well, so he must definitely be able to teach. Alright, so very good example. But does it mean that he must be able to stand on the pulpit Friday nights, expound God's word, teach, um, teach doctrines in church and all that? Not necessarily. Understand that. Okay, one thing is for sure, the pastor must do that because he's by definition called some pastor and teach, pastor and teachers. Pastor must. Alright, so no matter how much you say, God God told me in a vision and his handwriting was on the wall and then all burnt in my wall, you are a pastor. It doesn't matter if you stand up there, you can't teach, you can't preach, you are not called to that ministry. Understand that. Okay? Now, but an elder must still, a ruling elder must still be apt to teach. He may not have the calling to preach God's word, but he must be able to. Now, this teach, 
is to answer questions about theology, defend the truth. Understand that. The, past, the ruling elder, how can you rule if someone walks up to you? All right, someone walks up to you, hey, elder of the church, hey, ruling elder of the church, I don't agree with our church doctrines, you know. How are you going to rule the church? Yeah, also cannot explain. Oh, yeah, the church is like that one. Huh? You can't rule the church, right? You think there are no elders who say that? There are elders who say that. People come and say, I don't believe in total abstinence. Huh? How? How? Elder, how? I don't believe in total abstinence. I also don't know. It's, it's the BP thing. Lah. How to rule the church? You cannot rule the church. Understand? So this app to teach does not mean. In fact, it does not mean that you are like a pastor preaching, expounding the word of God. Why? Because the pastor is the one that God calls, God equipped, goes through Bible college, knows, knows the languages. He is the one that is supposed to do that. Understand that? Okay, but no ruling elder can be ignorant of God's word, cannot defend God's word. When someone challenged, cannot explain God's word. You cannot. You cannot bring up your family in the first place, let alone rule the church. You can't even rule your family, right? So, elders must be men of the word. If they cannot defend God's word, they're not interested in studying God's word, they cannot be ruling elders. You cannot vote for them. Okay, understand that? An elder is not someone, wow, you're here, wow, you know, anxious in our church for 20 years already, all the white hair, know everyone, all the children love him, all the elderly love him even more. Wow, there's some good quality. Uh. Should be pastor. It should be elder. Should be elder. Has it to do with that? Every time I say, hey, total abstinence, how? Don't know. Lah. What's that? How to spell? Eh? <laughs> cannot be elder. People who do not know God's word, don't care about God's word, don't defend God's word, cannot. Understand that? So they must know God's word. So now you understand? Now, so, back to that example, then we close. Can an elder say, one day, uh, big fight in church, alright? So you all grew up already. Remember that picture? You all grew up already. Alright, so you've got some white hair already, or no hair already, right? <laughs> grew up already. Yeah, grew up already, and then big fight in church. What wow, fight? Then the elder say, Hey, Pastor. Okay, the time maybe not me anymore, huh? Hey, Pastor, I want to be rostered for preaching on Sunday. Hmm? Then the pastor say, But I'm I'm still alive, uh, you know? So I have to preach because I'm I am the Pastor and teaching, teaching pastor, right? So teaching elder. So I have to be priority. Who oh, are you so proud? Then fight, okay, fight. Then after that, say, okay, like, don't let me preach. This this group, uh, um, youth fellowship, uh, I must teach. Okay? I must teach. Then say, no, la, I'm the pastor. I, I am the one who is called the um, teaching elder. So I have to be the one that teach. As long as I'm around now, okay, if I travel back to Malaysia, Singapore, of course I will ask you to teach her, if you're apt to teach her. Now, they say, wow, this one also cannot, that one also cannot. Bang table. I want to call for church meeting. This pastor is very unreasonable and very selfish. So what will you do? Once you understand this, you're clear in your mind, right? Then you know, hey, don't be unreasonable. The biblical model is very clear. The words used to the under-shepherd is very clear. You are ruling elder. You rule with the pastor. You cannot insist that you want to be this elder. Understand that? So there are churches, there are, church, there are elders who say, insist. Or maybe you are the wife. Huh? Oh, this pastor, I'm very jealous, you know. My, my husband is an elder. My husband is also teaching elder. The church 
not, not just the pastor is the teaching elder. My husband is also the teaching elder. Can you insist like that? Can or not? Justin, can you, can you, can you insist? Oh, no, you're, you're a man. All right. All right, you grew up, all right? You grew up. So, Shenry grew up already. Can you insist? My husband is also teaching elder. Can you insist like that? You can, but it's wrong. <laughs> all right, you can, but it's wrong. Because you have to understand this. Understand? The Greek words are very precise. God chose very carefully some pastors and teachers. It's his role. Understand? So when Christ gave this command to Peter, he just defined that, those roles. And he said he used two words, rule and feed. That's why God says the Holy Spirit gives pastors and teachers. Okay? So understand all this. Who is going to feed you? All those things. You must understand. Okay? So when you come back the next time, we talk about you, the sheep. Let us pray.